listening to the smooth, sexy sounds of Drew Alderson. Hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 63. I am your host, Hunter Smith. With me today is the always sexy Mr. Drew Alderson. How are you doing? And my cousin and good friend Austin Smith. We're not going to hit him with a joke this week, mainly because I forgot the right one. Uh, <laughs> I get off the hook again. Today's just going to be news and community. Uh, we will be recording something special once we finish this episode, but we're going to keep that secret uh, until uh, next week, and then all of a sudden we'll hit you with the with the super sexy surprise. Super sexy surprise. Keeping it sexy and smooth today. That's one hell of an alliteration. That's right. So you know it's serious. We actually <laughs> we actually do have. Quite a bit of news this week. A lot of spoilers. Some official, some non-official, but we're going to talk about them all. We're going to talk about them all. If you want to follow along with us, go to HeroClicks.com. Oh, yeah. We're going to kick it off with Pirate Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. That looks like... I don't think his name's Pirate Deathstroke. That's what everybody will call him, though. But yes, you're correct. His official name is just Deathstroke. Oh, well. Flashpoint, Pirate, and Warrior keywords. The color of his uh, number on his card there in the corner makes me think he'll be a super rare. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> so, uh, Austin, I know you're you like this piece. Why don't you spoil the dialogue? I just love for it because for one, more pirate keywords always good. Um, but uh, he's got a dolphin movement symbol, sharpshooter, indom, six range double bolt. Right off the bat, that's awesome. Underworld TA keywords are flashpoint pirate and warrior. Um, top click, he's got charge energy explosion, eighteen toughness, three damage, ten attack, and a special damage power. Steal more than your gold. At the beginning of your turn, you may choose a standard damage power that an opposing opposing character within six squares possesses. It's not line of fire. Deathstroke can use that power, and the opposing character can't use it until your next turn. Ooh, that's sexy. So he can steal outwit, he can steal perplex, he can steal prob, exploit, uh, RCE, CCE. I mean, like, there's a lot of options there in power, enhancement. Dig. Their defense. Yeah, no, it's oh, damage. Damage, damage, yeah. damage. Um, he drops down dial a little bit. He picks up a special movement power and precision strike. Um, his special movement power is take their vessel. He can use leap climb and stealth. When he hits a character that can use the carry ability, after actions resolve, he can use mind control targeting that character as a free action. Oh, yeah, I like it. And then he has regen for two clicks in the middle of his dial. His last three clicks, or last, uh, he has super senses on two clicks and regen for the very last one too. Um, flurry, precision strike, uh, like, a little bit of empower sprinkled in there. I like flurry, precision strike. It ain't good. What are you talking about? I mean, 112 points just for the combat symbols. You know, just... two things makes me think about this. Uh, for one, I like the point value. My main beef with Deathstrokes is usually that they cost They're too much. They're way overpriced. This one's fine. Or, I'm sorry, not overpriced. They're way too expensive. 112 points is pretty doable. Oh, yeah. The second thing that makes me think about, uh, it, you know, what really triggered in my head is him having the Underworld team ability. Fun we, fact. We need some generic pirates Oh yeah, in this set. So, it's time for the Drew Alderson fun fact. New segment. Coming up off the dome. Underworld TA, not the worst TA in the game. No, very good. Wow. It's really, really I good. I never even thought of that, Drew. <laughs> so. I'm just like, my <laughs> mind is blown. It's all over the back of the wall right now. <laughs> Shit, man. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's not. Next we have Yu-Gi-Oh! Spoilers. Oh, we have three figures? No. They they psyched us out, guys. There is not a new Karibo in New Sangan, as much as I desperately wanted there to There is a new Karibo, but it's an LE in the upcoming... Oh, good point. But 
this these spoilers are for the series two, not for the OP series. This so this will be the second uh, CTD set coming out, and they spoiled for us the Magician of Black Chaos, and it I think he's a chase mm-hmm. super. Are there even super rares in yes. that set? Okay, my bad. Karibo was a super rare in the first set. Yeah, but the first one was like three yeah. times the size of this one. Yeah, <laughs> this it's one's really, really small. I thought. Who are the chases then? Uh, Jinzo and uh, the uh, Ultimate Blue Eyes Wide Dragon. Yeah. Okay, so there's just two? Yeah. yeah. And there are super And there's rares? two super rares, I think. Okay, that's weird, but all right. Oh, yeah, it's really weird. So the really cool thing about Magician of Black Chaos is he has the ritual ability, and this is something that Relinquished had, and I really like it. It's super good. I played Relinquished actually at Gen Con in a side event. Mm-hmm. So useful, so good with the dark theme team, with especially with Karibos. And this guy's the same way. He's really good with Karibos. His ritual, he works similar to Relinquish, but a little higher point values. So, one thing is, uh, how his, let's do his first. His is when he's on the sideline and at least 90 points of friendly characters have been KO'd. You may, ca- you may give any friendly character with the Yugi Moto or Dark keyword a free action. When you do, you KO that character and place Magician of Black Chaos on its starting click in a square that that character occupied. Huh. Now, cool thing about his thing is the same thing that's cool about Relinquished. What you do is you run a couple... And and notice, the 90 points of friendly characters that have been KO'd, those don't specify a certain keyword. Those can be any characters. Mm -hmm. The one that you KO needs to have Dark or Yugi Moto. The best character to KO with this is of course Karibo because he has the dark keyword yep. you swarm him in you trigger this he KOs blows up and does the damage to the opponent and, and then places and places an <laughs> 8 click 180 point figure on its starting click in that square good. the second thing I wanted to point out is they specify in the last sentence a player may only use the ritual ability once per game Otherwise, this oh, could be super broken. Yeah, well, because then you if just you, blow up 100 points of figures and Ritual summon like two or three things at once. Well, he's Silver Ring, so you'd only be able to do it any, once anyways, For but him. being able to do him and Relinquist on the same team would be nuts. So they did specify you can only do... You could... I, the way it's worded, I'm pretty sure I would rule like you could um, have both of them on your sideboard, but you'd only be able to bring one of them yeah. in per game. Which wouldn't be a bad idea because Relinquist only requires... Um, 45 points I think to be able to bring his in so depending on how the game's going you'd have options but his dial like I said he's 180 points 8 range really good but uh, standard combat symbols running shot for first 4 clicks and running shot in bowl and outwit with solid values and a special attack power he can use energy explosion and psychic blast when it when it does place a chaos token on hit characters' cards. So if you he energy explosions, even the splash damage people are going to take these chaos tokens. If they don't have one already. When a character with a chaos token makes an attack roll, you can remove the token to ignore the result and force them to re-roll. And it's worth noting, that's not like prob- it allows you to prob or anything. It's flat out, because there's a lot of stuff that interacts with prob. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is flat out just its own ignore and re-roll. So like John Constantine. So like even yeah. if your opponent was playing John Constantine on their team, this, this would get away, get around it, essentially. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, he does only have one bolt, but still, the fact that they... Not only do you have Psychic Blast with 11 attack, 4 damage, 
but then you're putting these tokens on them that really hurts them a lot. One penetrating damage psychic or uh, energy explosion is great with mm-hmm. it's just nuts. Well, Detroit Steel showed us that that even precision strike with energy explosion can be really good, even if oh, you yeah. don't have triple bolts. Um, fourth click, he keeps a running shot, but he upgrades to uh, impervious and prob control, and you just get psychic blast. And then his last three clicks are all phasing pulse wave. So pretty solid, yes, perplex instead of prob, um, toughness instead of impervious, but pretty solid dial for 180, especially for the Yu-Gi-Oh! only stuff. It's going to be pretty good. Then they officially spoiled Sarah Rainmaker. I really like this. It was really cool, and um, we'll let Drew spoil this dial. It is the same point value as the previous Sarah Rainmaker. Yeah. This also is on HeroClicks.com under the DC uh, Monthly OP Kit title. So, Sarah Rainmaker was originally on the Gen 13 team base. This version has, uh, she's a flyer, she's got six range, she's got triple bolts. She starts on energy explosion with perplex. 11 attack already. Running shot, energy explosion, perplex, triple bolt already. That's not, for 80 points, yeah, that's not good. Pretty pretty sexy, I gotta say. This is the best energy explosion piece they have printed in a long time. 80 points or less, I could agree. Not bullseye. Oh, yeah. Is he under 80? Wait, Bullseye doesn't have an explosion. You have to give him... Yeah. uh, Yeah, It's because everybody always gives him the flame blast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. Sarah Raidmaker is five clicks of pure, like... Sexiness. Sexiness. Keep it on theme. She's... Sorry. She's pretty sexy in the comics anyways. I'll go ahead and add that. She's naked all the time. She's not as... She's not as sexy as Jin... As, uh... As uh, Fairchild, but... Uh, oh, yeah, Fairchild's <laughs> negative. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so first three clicks, she's got that sweet energy explosion with 10 attack. Uh, pretty good. She gets perp. I don't know. It's pretty good. I don't know. And she rolls on to Pinside with special defense ability. Uh, she can use willpower. If she's a, uh, Her and adjacent friendly characters can't be targeted by opposing characters... Five or more squares away. Oh, shit. Uh, hi, Poppy, off the team base on that. What's that yellow starting click down there? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Her starting clicks are good, too. Like, if you play the team base, I think the highest for Gen 13 is 300, but let's double check while we're talking about it. Yeah. See what the Gen 13's first highest uh, point option is. I'm pretty sure it's 300. Yeah, so at 300 value she would come off on top click which is very strong like drew said uh 11 attack three damage energy explosion with triple bolt and perplex by the way but even on second click if you're only playing at the the team base at 200 she comes in one click she comes in barely hurting at all she still has running shot energy explosion 10 attack and uh perplex two damage so still really strong and then like Austin was saying if you're if your team base is already hurt, or if you only play the team base at 100 points, you can pop her off while she has that special power where her and adjacent friendly characters can't be targeted by opposing characters five or more There's no keyword away. restriction on that either. I just yeah. noticed that. Holy so God. the biggest thing, like one of the biggest things that I forgot to mention is her trait. Oh yeah, her trait's amazing. Which is nuts. If Sarah Rainmaker is occupying water terrain, she can use barrier as a free action. When she does, she may place the blocking terrain and markers in water terrain. Now, this is the thing. A lot of people play the Pacific Ocean map specifically to counter barrier teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So that's huge. Except she's got terrible keywords. She only has Gen 13. So not only she's like, not only can I uh, bury her on water terrain, motherfucker, I can do it for free. Yeah. Yep. Get out of here. Much. And then, oh no, I get knocked down dial. Let me just completely stop you from targeting all my adjacent allies. I like her. I really do too. That's, this might be one of my, like, this is definitely up there in the toolbox of really good 80 point figure support pieces. Next up, this is not an official spoiler, so you'll just have to listen. This one's nuts. And keep it keyed in as this we talk about Cheshire. Nuts. She's nuts. Cheshire's for the Villains for Hire team base. And the previous Cheshire was already really good, I My thought. My favorite team or not, I, well, I don't want to say really good, but she was pretty solid. I've played the Villains for Hire team base so much, I really love that Best one. Best thing about this one, she has Secret Six keyword. I didn't Which that. is awesome. I'm going to check real quick and see if the last one did. I don't think it did. It did not. Sweet. So... This one's a little more pricey than the other one. Uh, the old one was 97. This one's 105. Oh, no. Eight more points. But they both have calculator, team ability. Uh, she has assassin, martial artist, seeker six, villain for hire. She ignores elevated and hindering for movement. And she has a trait, poison and stealth. She does not take damage from opposing characters' use of poison. She has a movement ability... That gives her charge. When she does, she can ignore characters and does not have her speed value when doing so. Very nice. So like uh, Hydra Wolverine. Uh, after actions resolve, deal one damage to each character occupying a square she moved through. Damn, son. I told you she was good. Now, she also has Precision Strike, but Precision Strike it will not bad. work with that uh, with that movement special because uh, Precision Strike's only for attacks. Yeah. But still, that's pretty good. <laughs> Full movement charge and the, you know, the capa- and ignoring characters and the capability to deal extra damage. That's not the best pretty part, nuts. though, Hunter. There's another good combo in here. And uh, so, other than that, like I said, she has the special charge, precision strike, toughness, and shape change. Then she keeps the movement power. One click three. And picks up a damage power. Of, picks up blades as well. So she has the full charge with blades. And then and the move through damage thing, and she picks up this new damage power. When she damages an opposing character, doesn't say has to be from an attack. When she damages an opposing character, that character modifies their speed and attack minus two until your next turn. Jesus Christ, that's I just pretty freaking bring up, slick. If that is one of her starting clicks, like her blue one when she pops off, dear God, that's ridiculous. Well, it's gonna have to be. Yeah. One of those three, because she has the same thing for three clips. Oh, you mean the very middle one, yeah. Even still, I mean, all her starting options are going to be viable. We don't know exactly which ones yet. This person hasn't spoiled it. Of course, we assume that the the full... Now, Villain's Fire goes up to 400, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's double check, but I'm pretty sure it goes up to f- the full 400. No, 500. Damn. Yeah. So at 500, she's going to be really solid. I'm going to assume that usually if it's a five-click dial like she is the second click, it'll be similar to Sarah Rainmaker. So at the 350-point team base, she would come in with the special charge, precision strike, and shape change. And then it would probably be, unfortunately, she probably wouldn't be on that sweet click with both powers. She'd probably just be just be sidestep blades, and then when I damage you, you take negative two attack. Because if she came in on that click, you pop her off. She runs through all the enemies. Negative two attack and speed. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty dang cool. Uh, another really cool assassin keyword piece we've gotten over the last few weeks. Now, this also is not an official spoiler. 
But it's an actual picture of the card and everything. But um, for next month, so month five will it be for War of Light? Yeah, month five. Uh, we know what Kyle's dial looks like. And his card. Kyle Dow. And the uh, construct is, which one is that, the nurse? Yep. Yeah, the nurse. So Green Lantern Nurse is the construct, and then Kyle, who we were asked about last week what we thought he'd have. Now we know already. Uh, he is a whopping 180 points, which is a whole lot. But he does have 9 range, and was it 2 bolts? Mm-hmm. I think it's 2 bolts. Construct power, of course. Uh, Indom, all, flight, all the good stuff. But the cool thing about this dial is yep. the first two clicks are running shot energy explosion. And Perplex with an 11 attack, 4 damage. And a Super Sense is 18 as well. But the cool thing is his third click is a stop click. And not only is his third click a stop click, but he gets super strong. Value-wise and power-wise. So when he hits that stop click, he goes to a 12 movement, 12 attack, 19 defense, and 5 damage. With an outwit... His damage ability, his stop click, also gives him impervious and quintessence that can't be ignored. So basically he gets it when he gets pulse waved. Oh, shit. And his movement power gives him duo. When he does, before making each attack, you can place him in any legal square up to half his speed value That's so cool, actually. He is good. This guy's Dragon Ball Z all over. (laughs) Teleport. I mean, with, with a buff, I'd like to... Well, let's see, duo attack. Yeah, so I mean... Duo attack, yeah, it has it, its weaknesses. You can't move between, you can't use actions, but he, with the 5 damage and an outwit... A 12 5 and an 11 5 with an outwit? Yeah, with the, out, the outwit helps the, oh, I can't use psychic blast on this attack. The outwit helps with that, and then the special, I can fuck, freaking teleport 6 squares away and then make a shot between each. That's Oh, nuts. gee, what's this, Hunter? I'm just going to attach the sniper rifle construct to him and just keep... Well, he doesn't need it. He's already got nine range. Oh, he's already got nine. Never mind. (laughs) It's only going to buff him one. Uh, There's something to note about his keywords, too. Instead of having just Justice League, they gave him Justice League of America. I really hope they don't start up with that crap. I hope they do. I think they need to split the Avengers and Justice League keywords. Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't care if they do that. That's the, The thing I don't like is they need to fix the theme team thing then. They need to officially say in a player's guide or something that when making a theme team, that Justice League, Justice League of America, JLA, all counts as the same theme team. They need to specify that. Well, I think it's the reason they're doing it is because they don't want a huge pool of Justice League-specific characters. Well, then otherwise, this guy can't be played with pretty much any modern-age Justice League theme team. Until Trinity War. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see, but... You get what I'm saying? I wish they would just make them all together. Whatever. It's teach his own. Um, and then, of course, he's, he has the Green Lantern... Uh, keyword as well so after the third click he will keep that special duo attack ability for two more clicks and he'll keep uh, outwit but he'll switch from his impervious unignorable impervious which is retarded to his uh invulnerability for two clicks and then he gets a uh, running shot pulse wave so a total of seven clicks so 180 points and a final regen click too conscious really really good yeah final regen click hold on one two three four yeah if you roll a six on that region Austin Smith is going to roll a 6 on that region. Just oh, you bet so your you know. sweet ass I'm going to roll a 6 on that region. <laughs> well, or you just give him the nurse construct. Oh, it happens to come with him. He can regen wherever the fuck he wants. <laughs> so yeah. he can get hit onto the stop click. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't say can't be healed, does it? Yeah, he can get hit onto the stop click. Yeah. 
shoots, use the duo ability, move six squares, shoot you, move six squares back away from you behind a wall or something, and then next turn, and be safe, and then not even do the second attack, and then the next turn he can regen with the nurse construct and get back up on those, uh, away from those stop clicks again. So... Oh I I have to tell you, I was very um, pessimistic that he would not be worth 180 points, but I gotta say he's worth 180 points. He is. Meta wise, yeah. I don't know that he's necessarily gonna be meta, but he's gonna be pretty dang solid. He needs a monster keyword because this figure's a monster. Oh Jesus! Oh fuck no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for news. Let's move into the community where we have a very small mailbag this week. What is wrong with you guys? Not bombarding us with mail or stupid questions. Before we get into the new messages, the new messages. Eric was it Eric Linnell last week that asked us for to each make up a construct. I think it was him. So he wanted us to each have an idea for what we would make as a construct. So we quickly came up with some. Mine was a banner or like a flag that gives the character empower and enhancement or something like that, or like buff all adjacent plus one attack. Something that helps your rallies your friendly. Your teammates. Uh, awesome, what was yours? Um, I said I wanted a target where if the if the person has it and someone's making a ranged combat attack and he is a potential legal target, he has to be selected. So you could pull fire away from somebody, or if they have multiple bolts, you could force them to split fire. Stuff like that. Drewster? Um, airplane, where a uh, person gains... Uh, or Flying. Gains flying, or the flight abilities? No, gains flying, and um, can carry characters regardless of their symbol. Okay. Uh, then Eric Linnell has some new questions for us this week. Thanks, Eric. Number one is Age of Ultron worth reading? I definitely think it is. Yes. It's not the best event in the it's world. Not good. It's definitely not the worst, though. It's definitely and, not. And I really like the beginning, the beginning premise. Like the first two issues. The first two or three issues were great. Were really cool. But be prepared but for a little bit. The of last three was a disappointment on the level. I, I just I enjoyed it the whole way out, but it wasn't great. I did not I'll say that. It number, wasn't. Bad. Number two, do you prefer stop clicks earlier in a dial like the new Kyle has? Ah. If they're set up the way that his is, yes. Then yes. Also, like, the Wolverine who, like, has, like, three of them and can regen and, like, do all that crazy stuff. Number three, with Flash coming out later this year, we're going to have an influx of hypersonic characters. Are we? Do you feel this power is balanced in its current form? I think it is. I think the the nerfs that it got in the last big rules update were enough to put it in a good spot. Let's... I also... Here's another thing to... to Anaconda exists to shut down the hypersonic meta... (laughs) Here's another thing to think about. Since we're talking about flashes, most people who have hypersonic don't do heavy damage. Yeah. Two or three. Superman. But I mean, basically everybody aside from Superman, they here's there's a couple things that they don't have. They don't do much damage. They can be outwitted. Yeah. Even Superman for that. And they don't have range. So in my experience, when I play against a hypersonic character, if I save my outwit to outwit their hypersonic... Oh, and they usually... Most flashes don't have willpower either. Exactly. So if I outwit their hypersonic, they're usually a sitting duck. They usually can't do jack crap. Two things. First of all, hypersonics is about as balanced as it's ever going to be. I feel like if they even changed it slightly, it probably... Break it. Break it. Make it bad. Make it either like... 
terrible or like super good. Um, second, Captain Cold's in this set, so we I know he's gonna have something. He's gonna have something special, and he's so, not gonna be an expensive piece either. No, something. I'd say he, they'll probably be. He'll be like a rare slot. Probably. No, I mean, like, he'll be like an 80-point figure. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying, too, points-wise. Yeah. I don't know, it's so, probably going to be like 100, so you can leadership the rogues. So, like I was saying, for the most part, most of the most of the hypersonic characters I think of, which in this set's going to be Flash and Kid Flashes and people like that, like I said, they usually don't have willpower, they usually don't hit hard, mm-hmm. and they usually don't have range. So, take those, all, take those things away. Also, it's pretty obvious that... There, that hypersonic is factored in pretty heavily when they figure out how much a piece costs. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because take your average flash dial. Let's let's take the the DC ten the uh, Teen Titans one. It's the it's DC a DC ten Teen Titans. It's a mediocre dial. Yeah, let's pull it up here. Teen Just Titans. this is the Just one that came. The in. No, I mean the one that has the Teen Titans keyword, not okay. not oh, okay. the old school one. So there are two flashes. Not the Jay Garrick Flash. He's stupid. But the uh, the one with the Teen Titans. This one, Wally stupid. West. So this is a pretty solid figure for 105 points. Actually, I think he's like perfect. Now, take his dial. He's got 11 movement, 10 attack, 18 super senses, and uh, perplex. That attack and damage is so yeah. low. Look how low he his attack is ten ten nine 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 eight eight. His That's damage two 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 three two two. Tell me how heavily that that hypersonic is factored into this one hundred and five yeah, point seriously. dial. Seriously, and it's a good dial. It's it a, is good a good dial, dial for the points. But that to- that shows you right there how expensive this- that they factor in hypersonic. This to is about as finessey as a flash dial is going to get. I mean, he has to make decisions on what he's going to do with his perplex because he starts off the top dial with perplex. He's with the, when in a ten two, yeah. So yeah. he really has. A, so he has to decide whether he wants to hit or whether he wants to do damage. I also think that like speed demon and stuff like that, we're going to see a lot of special flash movement hypersonic abilities in this. That'll be interesting to see, as opposed to like this one right here has a special charge. Later in the dial. Yeah, like, I mean, like, there's, we're, we'll probably see some flashes with some interesting combos and stuff. But long story short, I think we all agree we feel Hypersonic is pretty balanced. Oh, yeah, definitely. Number four is the Hal Sinestro duo, the Wave 2 figure that has hurt the most by playing against the green emotional spectrum. Yes. Um, Oh, man, that's a close one. Probably, yeah, just because I can't duo attack. Yep. Um, let's pull them up just to see if there's anything. They can't perplex and running shot or duo attack. Mm-hmm. Let's pull up Sinestro because there's less Sinestros than Hal. But you get Sinestro core. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, they can't outwit. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't perplex or outwit if they wanted to r- running shot or uh, duo. Um, at the beginning of your dial, Hal, Jordan, and Sinestro may choose... A standard attack power they didn't choose. Okay, at least that didn't require free action. So they get hurt, but I guess because there's so many points, yeah, they do get hurt. Um, yeah. As of two, as are they the? Do they get hurt the worst? Probably. They're probably up there in the top for sure. Number five, which two Lantern Core special powers combo the best? I like the Compassion Special coupled with White Lantern Stop Clicks. Oh, okay, I see, I see yeah. what he's saying. No, so that's probably. If you play two different character, two different version of lanterns together, what would combo? That's that's probably one of the best ones. 
mm-hmm. what you just said. Red gives penetrating poison, right? The ring. Yeah. Well, he. I think he just means like the special power, like like all the reds. They have somewhere on their dial special power that gives them penetrating poison and X, Y, or Z. I like comboing. I think star sapphires and red lanterns together is really good. Pin poison with shape change and mystics, like that's really hard to deal with. Yeah. Um. We are go- actually going to be doing an episode coming up pretty soon. Actually, this may be this will probably be our big our next big episode before we do the tool the meta toolkit series, where we're gonna go over now that the new lanterns are coming out this week. I actually just opened them right before we started the podcast. I just got mine in. Um, we're gonna go over each emo- each emotional spectrum power and what figures are good with them and what ideas, like what combo should you be looking for for each. So if you guys are interested in that, we'll be doing talking about that really soon. So thanks, Eric, for the question. So that's it for Gmail. I think we had a couple on Facebook, mainly some rules questions. Daniel Acevedo, hopefully we didn't butcher your name too much. Daniel Avocado. (laughs) Says... uh, um, on your latest podcast, you mentioned Cole Obsidian. What if Corvus Glaive is on his last click and he gets hit for five, but only takes one to KO? Does the attacker take five or just one? Well, first let's pull up him and see if he has a reducer on his last click. I'm fairly sure, certain he doesn't. I think he has regen. Yeah, last click, he just has regen. So if you uh, assign five damage to Corvus, you would in fact deal them five damage, not just one. It doesn't matter how many clicks that he ends up taking. Because um, let's read it for the third week in a row. I love Corvus. When Corvus, if this was any other figure, I'd be sick of talking about him because it's Corvus. F- but it's Glaive. so Corvus. When Corvus Glaive is KO'd by imposing character's attack, deal damage to that character equal to the last amount of damage dealt to Corvus. So yes, we dealt 5 to him. We dealt 5. He had no way to reduce that damage dealt to less than 5, and therefore he deals 5 to the attacker. It doesn't matter how much he took. If it said equal to the last amount of damage taken, then that would be basically how many times did you click the dial, but okay, that's not see, what that's it says. That's the difference I was trying to figure out. Uh, Paul Stokes says, Hey guys, thanks for all your suggestions to my last question. What was his last question? Oh, uh, storing clicks. We talked about that last week. Really helpful stuff. I'll be sure to keep my Doritos and Hero Clicks separate. You may have already answered this, but what map did they play Battle Royals on at Gen Con? Oh. We play exclusively three-player Battle Royals at home games, and while... And, well, there are only three of us. We've been playing on one versus one maps, but that provides some really awkward positioning at times. Imagine. Especially if you get caught in the middle. Any other good suggestions for maps that would work well for this scenario? Thanks again. Keep kicking ass. All right. Um, There's the old giant maps that are good, like the arena and stuff mm -hmm, like that. That's exactly what popped in my head. The the Dota 2 Fast Forces comes with a giant map. I don't know if it's balanced. Well, it's a square. Drew, you've got to bring that map in. I always, every time we talk about that map, I'm like, that map's so badass, I need to borrow it from Drew, and I always forget about it. It's really Because you have cool. the starter set, don't you? No. I thought you wanted in a... I won the Yu-Gi-Oh starter set. No, I, you wanted at GP forever ago. I really wanted didn't to buy you? it. I thought no, I, I didn't get it. Maybe it, Or maybe you said you were going to buy it. I was going to buy it, but I didn't okay. have any money. I have to get that map, because that map is sick. Yeah, it, as, awesome. as Mr. Drew Alderson says, it's freaking sick nasty. 
is pretty sick, nasty business. Um, yeah, that's a good suggestion. I think that arena one that you're talking about was in the GSX yep. set. But you can probably find it on eBay maybe for like around five bucks. It's I think it's just called the arena. Um, We've played so many games on that arena map. The like, maps that, the maps they used at um, Gen Con were ones the that they created. Yeah, the you ones they used this, this year, they ju- they created specifically. There's no way to get it right now. Yeah, there is, but not a way that you want. What they... Yeah, you're going to have to suck some uh, there's, eBay no, there's, kids employees. They, <laughs> they actually... A couple of them ended up on eBay. I don't know if like people took them from the opens or something like that. They ended up on eBay, and they're wanting a lot for them. How much are we talking? I don't know. I remember someone was saying that they were freaking... Like fifty bucks, like the people had them up there. That's my knee. What you could do is what they've been doing for every year before this past year, where they just take a regular map that looks like it has a, a decent amount of open squares, and they just cut it. Cut that MF, and they just make it like a, a eight by eight or ten by ten or whatever the hell you want to do. Um, that's probably my suggestion. Just if you get some extras of maps, some duplicates of maps, or a map that you don't necessarily care all that much for. Just cut out some custom I, ones. Actually, I do have a suggestion, or I do have a recommendation. It's kind of an interesting one. Hmm. If you do this all the time, like this is something you do a lot. Yeah. They do sell really good grid paper online. Do they? And you could make. Damn it, Drew. <laughs> it's so hard to talk with Drew Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> they sell. There's a couple companies that sell gridded paper. You can find it in inch and a half is the scale you want for Hero Clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks, you just keep setting them up, and I knock them down. Inch and a half is the scale you want for Hero Clicks. Um, just make your own maps out of it with markers or whatever. Um, you could do... You can buy, like, whole rolls of this shit for, like, three bucks. Like, it is not expensive. I pick I pick it up at Gen Con. I would like to stop everyone and point out that Austin has officially cussed more than me on this podcast. <laughs> and we're going to keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I ain't doing it. Monk. <laughs> it's well enough it's well enough Nick Boyle asks a couple of rules questions first using abilities that revert such as the mighty figures and duo splits well first of all those are two separate abilities separate but things. we'll keep going can you target a character with multiple point values for example could you revert the mighty Iron Man figure which the one he's talking about comes from the Kit that had split lip inside of it and the 350 freaking and the uh, was it the Uru Forge? Yep, also in there too. Uru Forge. Could you revert that mighty Iron Man into the 001 Iron Man from the Iron Man set based on his 150 point value? So I pulled them up before we started the podcast, and I believe legally you could. I just don't think you should. Yeah, we'll pull them both up real quick. So the Iron Man he's talking about is, uh, first of all, he's talking about 001, Invincible Iron Man. And the second one he's talking about is Fear Itself number 300. So halfway through 300 Iron Man's dial, he hits his mighty revert power. Now, notice the wording. And this is why I think it would be legal, but it's also the reason why I think it would be a bad idea. When turning the dial, stop this click, remove from, if it's revealed from a damage taken, blah, blah, blah. Give Iron Man a free action and replace him with a figure with the same name and less points. He's 250. So less points. That's the same number of clicks from its starting line. Okay, so there's the key. So when we go over to the 150-point Iron Man, 
his starting line is click number five. So if we click him the same number of clicks away from his starting line, he comes in on his click number nine, which has no movement powers, pulse wave, toughness, and range combat expert, and he only has one more click after that. I don't even so know if you, I, you're better off staying on Mighty Iron Man. If, I thought we ran into this before, and I thought we ruled that you couldn't, because for splitting, I know specifically. Well, first we're talking about okay. Mighty. So for that situation, I believe you could, because it doesn't say a specific click number. It says that many clicks away from its starting line. And if you're playing a 001 Invincible Iron Man at 150, then his starting line is click number 5 for that for that dial. Um, the second part of your question, if we were talking about splits, it would be the same. That's totally different because you go splits and do uh, split and merges and stuff goes to specific click numbers or or certain clicks away from the dial. It just depends on whether you're splitting or merging, and it, it tells you choose one of the characters and mer and when you merge, you put it on that character's click number. So it, it's worded differently. You just go by what it's listed on the PAC. So I'm trying to think. So Iron Man, Iron, uh, Iron Man, uh, War Machine, for example. Let's let's keep with the 150 point Iron Man, and then let's go with War Machine. And is my clicks backpack in here? Go grab my clicks backpack so we can get the PAC. To the PAC. Let's find a War Machine that's less than 150. All right, here we go. From also from the Iron Man set, zero twenty nine War Machine. He's only 125 points. So if we're playing, uh, we start off with Iron Man War Machine Duo. Not the Invincible Iron Man one, but the older one that costs more. So the Iron Man 3 movie one. Oh shit, he's too, he's too cheap also. Okay, there's one. We have a Spider-Man. Alright, so our match, we start off with... Hey, will you turn the air on too? So let's say in our match we start off with Web of Spider-Man, Iron Man War Machine Duo. That's 300 points. Then we use the split ability, and we split into Iron Man 150 and War Machine 125. That total is 275, which is less than 300 points, so that is a legal split. Now let's read, read the wording on split merge. Did you find my backpack, Austin? Yeah, I got it. Okay. So we'll look at the PAC and read split merge. So it's all going to depend... I couldn't find the PAC. Your backpack's full of junk. Yeah, I know. It's all going to depend on the wording. But it lists... It says the same... I can't remember if it says the same starting... Clicks... Ah, fuck. You're right, I can't find any of those. Pull it up online. HeroClicksRules.com Split and merge... Hero clicks rules. Okay, so when we're merging. When this character is adjacent to other friendly characters that each represent one distinct qualifying character, listed on the duo character's card, and all of them have no action tokens. That's the part that everybody always forgets. They have to all be cleared oh, when you do this. I always forget about that too. Give this character a free action to replace all of them it means all of the characters so in this situation we have two if you did Avengers Prime it would be three replace all of them with that duo character the same number of clicks from its starting line as this character 
That's the key thing that you're looking for. So let's say that my Iron Man, let's say that we started off the game with the Web of Spider-Man 300 point duo. And at some point we split. Let's say let's say our Iron Man War Machine was on click number one. And at the beginning of the game, the, point, the opponent's playing a swarm team. And we're like, we don't want to get out action like crazy. So let's split to start off with. So we split. Now later in the game... Iron Man has stayed on his top dial. He's still num- he's still click number one. The War Machine's taking a beating. He's on click number six, right? What you want to do and is when you merge, you want to give the merge, the free action to merge, you want to give it to Iron Man because he's on the lowest click number. Or he's on he's on the starting click number. Click. Yeah. So how it would work with that, the um, give this character a free action so we're going to give it to Iron Man since, since he's healed the most to replace all of them with that duo character the same number of clicks from its starting line it doesn't matter that this Iron Man technically on his dial the little red number is going to say click number 5 it doesn't matter it doesn't say click number it says the same number from his starting line his starting line is click number 5 so he is 0 clicks from his starting line so when you merge back into the duo, it's going to start off at full click number one. It's going to be at its full 300-point dial. That's a trick that is used a lot in split and merge. And if you want to get the most points out of those pieces, then you need to pull this trick off once a game, pretty much. You need to merge back and heal up like that. So that's what you need to be looking for, though, um, when you're talking about these questions, Nick, is you want to read the, you want to read the wording on the rules question on the ability and you want to ask yourself is it saying click number or is it saying number of clicks from the starting line those are the key things that you're looking for um number his second question with gog recorder 451 can you target a figure for his trait based on real names i wish you i'm pretty fairly certain you can't but we're going to read it just to go over Engineered you from birth. At the beginning of the game, choose another friendly character with a scientist keyword. Modify that character's speed and range by plus one for the rest of the game, even if this ability is lost. If that character is also named Tony Stark or uh, named Iron Man or Tony Stark, modify all of that character's values, combat values except damage by plus one. So he's saying. Uh, say we had Phoenix Buster Iron Man. That's the one I wish I could do. And his real name, <laughs> and his real name says Tony Stark. Can you use Engineered you from birth and trigger that extra bonus? Game effects that target real name typically say real name. There is no game effect that targets real name to my knowledge, except for there, Split and Merge. I thought there was a. Maybe there is, but like I said, to my not the, off the top of my head, the only thing I can think of that actually specifically says real name is split and merge. There could be somebody's special power that has you know that says with real name X Y Z. There might be some kind of special Tony something that buffs off Tony, but if it says na- a character named, it's almost always referring to their actual dial name. So if this happens a lot with like Batman, if it says if it says a character named Batman gets plus one attack, and you're playing the Batman, that doesn't count. It yeah. has to be listed exactly as it says. 
And that include uh no that one that case actually wouldn't because they uh, I thought they ruled because there's a thing with one of the flashes where if a character has a modifier like the and the name it ignores it. Not to my knowledge, but we'll uh, it's old. Look, we'll log we'll, it and we'll yeah. look it up. To my um, knowledge, it has to be named exactly. I th- I remember that case. It's weird. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll Unless it, it was with that, like one specific instance. It might have been one specific instance, but where somewhat something about it was worded a certain. And word. then the second part. For now, sure, no. if it said a character with Batman in its name, yeah, gets plus one attack. Then, if your character's named the Batman, then it would trigger. Simple as that. It's like Phoenix Buster targeting people. With Phoenix. Yeah. So if if four five one said a character with Iron Man in its name. Instead of a character named Tony Stark or named Iron Man, mm. it'd be a different case. But because it says named Iron Man, his name has to be just Iron Man. And that same thing applies to the duo part of the question, where it says, "Would that work with duos?" Because of the fact the name is technically Iron Man and War Machine, it's not Iron Man, right? War Machine. But the thing about when you do split merge, it does say real name. So you all yeah. you care about is real. It says named or real name. Yeah. Um, and another thing about Iron Man before we get off this topic is that even counts for all the different Mark suits. So if your character says Iron Man Mark 42 and um, Recorder 451's power could not work because it doesn't, it, it says named Iron Man. Yep. That's Which, all it says. That's one of the problems with the, uh, um, all those suits. The Iron Man 3001 <laughs> Iron Man, I think it is. Or that entire set. That's it's so, like, all the extra suits are pretty much meh. But the 001 Iron Man from that suit, it's 001 or 002 from the Iron Man 3 movie set. The one that has the 75 point line that's ridiculous. Is that the, I can't remember if he's the starter one or if he uh, no, was the just the very set. first one. Right there on your right. Um, right, 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 right. Look. Oh. Uh, the Mark 7. And that's what sucks about the Mark 7. The Mark 7 is a great one to potentially refer to for anything. Yeah, but because it has Mark 7 in its name, you can't do it. Looks like that is it for the questions. We have a couple other real quick things. T-shirts, if you're still looking for them, I have a few left. I have two X's and three X's. Message us on Facebook for details on that. It's 20 bucks. That includes your shipping and the T-shirt. Best build. We're going to go ahead and give out October best builds um, format because we, it's going to be coming up Early in the month, I believe. Let's pull it up here. Early in the month, we're dug out. But for three Saturdays, we're busy. So that's or basically, awesome. it's the only week. Yeah, the, yeah, it is early in the month. This is the eleventh. There's a week you, before the ROC. ROC's our, ours isn't till the eighteenth. So the yeah, format for best build. If you guys have never done best build, if you're fairly new to the podcast, we give you this assignment. You build a team for it that fits under these rules and then you submit it to us either on Gmail or if you see us on Reddit or HC Realms or anywhere where we start the threads but quickest way is just to send it to our Gmail um, you submit your team build we each pick one out of the 30 or 40 or 50 however many we get and then we each play that team whichever one of us does the best in that tournament it'll be me the person, whichever one of you guys submitted the team, you guys win uh, custom poker chips. That's right. Really nice custom poker chips, too. So, here is your assignment. The event is called Five for Fighting. It's a 500-point Golden Age themed teams. Everything's allowed except for uh, beats and battlefield conditions. 
So resources, ATAs, relics, everything's allowed except feats and battlefield conditions. So 500 point golden age theme teams. The other stipulation is that your force must be exactly five figures. Now one figure can be three points and another one can be 400. That's fine. But you have to have exactly five figures on your team. And like I just said, whore tokens, bystander tokens, those each only count as one. So a stack of whore tokens is not one figure. Each individual little one counts as one of your five figures. I parry on a bunch of whore tokens to beat up. Sounds like a team... It has to be a theme team. Oh, it has so, to be a theme team. 500, Golden Age, theme team. I guess it doesn't break theme team. Everything allowed. Force must be exactly five figures. You required so many figures for so many things. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> well, now with the... Uh, oh, at least two figures. Sorry. Yeah, now with the new rolls, you only need two figures to eh. hit theme on anything, which is nuts. Um, what else do we have? Uh, dial design. We are going to be starting... For all the you guys who are adamant dial designers with us, we will be starting... Tomorrow, um, on September 28th, we'll be starting October's. We, I will not be having the scores posted until probably Monday or Tuesday because we will be out of state this weekend. We're going camping. Woo! So we'll be a little late getting you guys your scores and everything. Bam, bam. But we'll be starting the tomorrow, Sunday 28th. And then, like I said, we have a special little thing we're going to be doing here in a minute once we finish this podcast up and we'll be posting that next week so in place of a regular episode next week you're going to have a little special ditty since we're going to be we're out doing of state the time traveling thing you'll be taking us trip we're back going in back in time we're doing the podcast no, from the medieval ages are we going forward or back i'm confused Welcome to time travel, Hunter. Right. I think I'm tired of DC doing this shit. Right now, we'll be going forward, but at the time Actually, that you listen, you'll no. be going backwards. 2017 Drew comes back and gives 2014 Drew the secrets of the 2015 Heroclix meta, in which Drew will dominate and then make Sabretooth <laughs> and nominate the world. See, this is how this is what disproves time travel to me, because Drew's passion is so fervent that if a time machine was invented in his lifetime. He would have gone back in time to do this for Drew. But he hasn't. 2017 Drew's got something special brewed up. Don't worry. But yeah, so we got a special episode coming this week. We're going to record it after this. Um, I think you guys will really like it. That'll take pla- That'll be in place of next week's episode. So, until next week, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Dial H for Hero Clicks. Gmail us with any questions, any fun questions, any rules questions. Or, uh, like I said, if you want to submit best build submissions, do that on Gmail as well. Dial h 4 heroclicks <laughs> at gmail.com. Until next week, this is Hunter. This is Austin. Sign it off. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot Drew Alderson. Is that guy on a podcast? I heard <laughs> the word around town is that Drew Alderson's on a podcast. I'm on a podcast. Bump and grind, bump and grind.